you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This week's episode is brought to you by our awesome, awesome sponsors at Bevel. Shout out to Tristan Walker. I got to go try out that new Bevel trimmer. It's coming to you soon. In the meantime, the razor is readily available to you on the website at getbevel.com. We're still offering that special deal to you. And you're going to go to getbevel.com, G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com, and use promo code FRIENDZONEFREE to get that first month free. If you like it and you want to put a ring on it, you can get the next month, you know, at a really, really nice price. Or you can go pick it up at Target close little retailer that's how big he's going all right he's really reaching for the stars so support this black man as he expands this business and does some amazing fucking things because he's out there in tech valley for those of y'all that know that shit is fresh it's fresh i got to use that that trimmer got to get that vip you can be a vip all you got to do is pick up that razor don't forget head over to getbevel.com and a code friends on free let's start the show welcome to the friends every time i'm in the zone my name is dustin I'm Fran Tosco, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friend Zone. Hey yo, Freddy, is you ready? Yes, I'm talking to you. You chewing gum, you got some for me? Do you? Hell no, you pass the stove just like I did. I know I laugh a lot, but I don't always kid. And I'm a grown man, so look what you done did. No, I ain't got no gum. Can you get with it? You go cross the street, and you just move uh-huh. your feet, and then you move it to the sound of the motherfucking beat. You go into the store and tell them, I want me some gum, because I don't want my breath thinking, nigga, I am not the one. Well, you give me you're not me some the Jordan. one, but you are the one, because uh-huh. you right here rapping, and you got the gun. Uh-huh. Well, not a gun, just some gum. Not enough for me, though, so I can't have none. That's right. I said it. I meant it. Like Nene Leaks. You get with it. What you want to do? You want to go on? You want to talk about it? You want to hash it out? You want to move on? What's next? Well, like Nene Leaks. I said what I said. spoken. Like Nene Leaks, the moose has spoken. Yes, she has. The moose has spoken. The moose has spoken. And then she followed up with. Yes, she has. It was one of the funniest things. And friend, then she did this. Y'all can't see, but then she turned her head like. She did. <laughs> like, like her shit was itching and she had to be cute about it, though. She didn't want to dress nobody. So funny. Welcome to the friend zone. Welcome to everybody. the friend zone. We ain't forgot about y'all. We know y'all listening. We also have not forgotten to let y'all know that this is also the show where we focus on uh, well being and um, mental health and just, you know, overall, you know, mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants some musty brown? Y'all thought I forgot. I ain't forgot. I started that shit. He started this and so he gonna finish. Okay. It's still here. 
No, no Tisha. <laughs> Hashtag super okay, high for that ass. Mount up. <laughs> Mount up. Super high. Tisha oh Campbell. my God. Tisha Campbell Why? fans is called the super high. Why are we Why? talking about Tisha <laughs> Super high Campbell suit. Tisha Campbell super high. Mount up. I'm Mount so up. mad. Still here. Dude, you got to do this. This ain't Gina, bitch. Remember, that's what she said. Tisha, have, yeah. you, have you seen that video? She got a song called This Ain't Still Gina, here? bitch. Oh, oh no. well, th- well, that one this we talked about. This ain't Gina, bitch. You're lying. No, no, he's not lying. Friend, he's, he's like an official song. Look it, it up. Sh- she put put it up, I guess. Because, I mean. I'm she, not mad at that, okay? <laughs> I, 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 I would not be. You ain't got to tell yeah. me twice when you put it like that. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. Hey, take your word for it. It's I will, right there. I will always think about her getting hit in the forehead with that toenail. Episode of Oh, that was hilarious. That's the only one I, I every time I see that picture, I like that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Because no. when that toenail was oh, her hair, and then was open like that. More recently, she actually posted an Instagram video where she was driving and her son, she's got a little son that he can't be no more than like seven. Aww. And they were driving and she said that for the past two hours. Now, that's a long time in a car, right? With mm-hmm. a seven-year-old off off rip, off top. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Added to that, he kept telling her, Gina, Gina, no. Gina. Oh. <laughs> and, then, and she was like, she was had her, her, th- her finger on her temple. She was like, for two hours. He's been, he won't stop. She's like, stop calling me that. That's not my, and he kept going, Gina, Gina. Oh, stretching and leaning all over the seat, being <laughs> bad and shit. He wouldn't stop calling her Gina, and it was so funny. That Tisha is Campbell, so funny. And she knew that was funny, so she posted it. I respect her, like, her work. She's hilarious and a legend in the black household. She, she honestly is. I wish so. I wish she was I, back on TV. Even from Shop of Hearts. Yes. Oh, my God, I yes. I loved her when she was Hello. singing. Pam. <laughs> Sing it, Sharon. Tashina, I'll be out there acting crazy too, but we're not going to go there right now. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we're going to get back to the show and talk about last week. You always introduce this segment, so I know the proper introduction. Fran, take it away. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so on last week's show, we discussed microaggressions. We started out by speaking about Muhammad Ali, rest in peace, and the transcending race articles that were coming out, and decided to speak about our own experiences at work with peers and just the day-to-day movements. And a lot of you had really awesome experiences and perspectives. I won't say awesome. A lot of them were pretty rough. But you had a lot to share, so we decided to pick our favorite. So, Asante, who stood out to you? There were a few things that stood out to me. Um, I actually am going to pick uh, Rage on the Page pointed out, I found as a lesbian woman that microaggressions happen to anyone who lives outside the straight, white, able-bodied norm. Something about who, something about we who live in the margins of society make them uncomfortable, and instead of sitting in that discomfort and examining themselves and wondering why, they displace and project that discomfort onto us and make it our problem instead. I thought that that shit was spot the fuck on, and it almost, um, it almost inspires the thought of, like, rape culture when people are always to point the finger the other way as opposed to, like, look inside themselves and, you know, ask, well, why does this affect me that way? Or, you know, how do I feel about this to kind of really um, take the time out to see how it affects someone else, how they're affecting someone else? It's just kind of like that microaggression. And I thought that was a well-put thought. And I also wanted to shout out Shanice Webb, who says, I say this every week, but I love the new intro. Want to celebrate Louis Short. Chod. Chod. <laughs> you know, mix their names. <sighs> that was cool. Cl- uh, <laughs> Cluck and, and Chod. I like that. Um, Claude and Chuck are Louis York, and they did our intro, and we've talked about it before, but we don't highlight enough or talk about it enough, so I want to make sure to shout it out, since you say that every week. Right. We love you. Thank you all. 
Um, so Aaron K on on SoundCloud said this episode, like the last one, hit me in the chest. As a black woman with albinism, <laughs> growing up, I felt the need to code switch with people to prove my blackness. Mm. And with white people, I would try to let them know I was black up front. And sometimes white people would say to me, you should just say you're white like it was better. Mm. This episode showed me how much I've grown. I check those who need to be checked. But I thank God for my blackness and not feeling the need to prove it, especially Mm. by portraying negative stereotypes. Mm. Mm. So I thought that was interesting, um, especially with albinism. That's not I think it's it's not something that we talk about enough in our communities. So I love that she shared that perspective with us definitely interesting to see how uh, code switching and microaggressions you know come to the forefront of her day-to-day interactions what about you sir dustin all right bust this so y'all know i don't do nothing that has nothing to do with the topic until now (laughs) so my tweets that i picked this week have something to do with microaggressions right i like these here we go (laughs) right right so tweet number one shout out to at underscore J-A-N-I-C-E-E So Janice with an extra E Like Marie, Which makes me not even want to read your tweet But it's so good That I'm going to (laughs) So shout out to you And the tweet that she tweeted um, It's almost going viral It's like 25,000 likes What? Yeah but it says Today my little brother found out That his food was made out of animals And so this is what happened Hold on Just one second (laughs) Oh my God. <laughs> that was a microaggression. They told the little nigga his food was actually animal. Hey, you know, kids love animals. So, all this time he'd have probably been eating animals. So I he, told, they, they can might I tell y'all when that happened to me in, in Dominican Republic? They had like a, a welcome goat, is a little goat. You and ate I was the welcome so goat thankful. one day, didn't you? And my mom said to me, oh, don't get attached, right? But I didn't understand what she meant. <laughs> and the last night of our trip, we was smashing. And then when we were on the... <laughs> and then my mom waited because she knew. Oh, she, I was like, where's the goat? <laughs> when we were leaving, I went to hug it. And she gave me that look, like... <laughs> so I feel his pain. <laughs> I know how he feels. I was like seven. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, this little nigga looks like he about seven. <laughs> Yo, that's so hard. Did you see his face? <laughs> he was crying so hard. Oh, my so God. oh, man. Okay, so my second tweet in these streets, you know, my, my this space for me, you know, it's more about somebody making a house out of a home. You know, I'm making a house mention. into a home in my mentions. That's mm-hmm. right, which means you belong there because most people don't. Note to yourself, okay? <laughs> All right, so this next tweet comes from, um, I don't know, it's Shantae O something. Your name is, like, way too long for me to try to remember. <laughs> like, I really would like to. Okay, here we go. It's Shantae Out Loud, so at S-H-A-W-N-T-E-O-U-T-L-O-U-D. And that's a whole lot, but this shit is funny, though. So I had on Twitter or somewhere in my life, I asked who would they think would win a fight between well, let me tell you what happened first. So, like, Nene Leakes is doing this one oh, woman. Gosh. Nene Leakes is doing a one-man show, right? And so she's, like, been touring the country in, like, comedy clubs. Yeah, he said it. And so Lunell saw a poster. Or how you him say Lunell. that? Lunell saw a poster <laughs> about the show. And so um, she, like, put this whole Instagram post up about how, you know, it was bullshit that she felt like basically saying that Nene, you know, 
was taking work from her as a comedian and she didn't deserve to. No, she didn't did. respect the show, the art of comedy, all that kind of shit. Right. And so I said, well, damn, who y'all think, you know, first thought in my mind was like, well, damn, what if they get into a fight? So I was like, well, who do y'all <laughs> think would win if Lunel and Nene oh, got into no, a fight? No. So shout out to Shantae Out Loud who said, Dang, Lunel could scalp Nene with those nails, but Nene's teeth would tear Lunel's face. No. Mm. So I guess she's saying Nene would end up winning. Who y'all think would win? If I would Nene like to see that on Celebrity Deathmatch. Who Death you think match would if they win if Nene and Lunel got into a that. fight? That's the worst. Um, Nene and Lunel fighting down like I like hard. watching Fran think about this. Right, I'm really sitting here Please thinking think about, about this. Please think about it. Think harder. I, <laughs> I don't know. I think Lunel. You think Lunel would get her? Yeah. Because she could work the under the her underbody. <laughs> she could work the chassis. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she, could, she could work Nini's stabilizer beams and shit. Oh, my God. Her rack and pin. Nini got rack and pinions. Rack and pinini. <laughs> Nini got rotors. Panini. That's why she has wear red bonds and shit, because her rotors, she can fit them in there. So. <laughs> her teeth are like I like Nini. I like her again. Did I tell you all that? What she do? do? You? I can tell you I just you like do. her again, because I feel like... I don't. I just don't take it personally anymore. Cause when she first started fucking up and her attitude changed, because I had been a day one fan, it was like I took it personally. Like, <gasps> like that little girl from Blackish, like the little that girl, like yeah, you know, that's how I felt. I saw a picture of her in a bathing suit. She looked really nice. Yeah. She did. She, she did she look really Lori nice Goban though. Now or something. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. She really did though. So I like her again. <laughs> I like her. again. I'm still gonna talk <laughs> shit, but like I like her again though. I'm, yeah, I do. So does that mean the Nene Leak joke stopped? Then? No. <laughs> that just no. means that there was a little love. You know? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. sorry to change the tone, but with everything that's happening, first of all, let's. I want to uh, extend my condolences to the family members, the friends, everyone that was affected by the Orlando tragedy. Um, I know this has been a pretty heavy weekend in general. I, I think all of us can pretty much agree that we've all heard a lot of heavy news coming from different directions. So we wanted to have an episode where we discussed how we deal with death and grieving and just grief in general and trying to see what our different processes are in hopes that it can help you if you are you know, in, the, in that space as, you, as you're listening hopefully it can help you maybe pull through a little, a little, well, I wouldn't say with ease because it's never easy, but. It's never easy. Right. It's, it, it, when it hits, it hits. Like, yeah. we all know how that goes. But sometimes it can be a word that, you you know, that can actually help you pull through at least for that day. And if we can do that, then, you know, that's our job. And that's, I think that's the important part, like where you start to take things day by day. Like, really just appreciate, like, each moment. Um, it's hard because when you lose someone, it's so sudden, or or anyone. And um, I think it's even harder because we don't talk about, um, we don't ha- we provide these spaces where you can talk and be comfortable, and it's hard to even admit sometimes. And so I usually escape, like, whenever I'm trying to cope with death. Like, I like just try to... people, yeah. I just try to, like, stay distracted. Like, I, I don't like to talk about it a lot. Um, and I just try to forget. When I was at work today, I didn't, like, I had to, I was, I'm supposed to go to a wedding this weekend, and I'm not going, and I didn't want to tell her, you know, why, but it was just, like, <clears throat> it's just such a hard thing to, to wrap your head around, um, 
let alone share with somebody else or you don't want to ever bring that energy into someone else's day. Right. And so I just try to, like, forget. Even right now, I wish I would have smoked a little bit more to, <laughs> to forget. Right. And I what I what I noticed, especially now, like, specifically with the Orlando case, the details, obviously we don't know anything that's finalized yet, but from what we're hearing, it was kind of interesting to me how a lot of the topics that we've been covering throughout the past weeks have all kind of come into play with what happened this weekend, even with masculinity and not and this idea of not being able to put your mask down somewhere because there are rumors now that the the person who committed this act was gay himself but then was married and this could have been a thing where he felt you know uh, triggered by people who were so freely so happily celebrating themselves right. you know in their skin with and and just like being who they are it's in public it's hard enough some i know people yeah. that will go to the club and like they don't want to be there or they don't feel comfortable there but it's like the only place that they are trying to yeah, get comfortable yeah that you can yeah and that too i mean it can range. There are probably people there that that was the only place they could find comfort. And then there are probably people there that are comfortable in general. And that's just a place where they can, you know, unite with like-minded spirits. Mm -hmm. So I think it's sad that thinking of the, the man, you know, whatever his situation may be that brought him to that point. And now, with like I said, all the rumors. And it's just this idea of people not feeling comfortable being themselves it tied into, you know, code switching or uh, respond like uh, <laughs> words are like not even coming to I, me because it's so it's so tangled. Like just trying to even understand his process as a human, what made him do this. I tell you this, mm -hmm. okay, a, a few things, right? Number one, I have memories, personal memories inside of Club Pulse. Oh, really? I've been to that club. Wow. Um, I. I like like things that I'll never forget, okay, have happened to me like inside of Pulse. Mm. So immediately when I heard about this, it felt really, really personal once I found out it was there. And then once it clicked for me that it was at Pulse, which is a gay bar, and then the whole component of this being a hate crime clicked for me in my head, it just felt literally devastating. Right. Okay? <clears throat> First of all, Gay people are not accepted anywhere in the world, period, fully and openly. It's just not a reality, okay? Right. It's a very, very, very difficult life to live to be a gay person. Mm -hmm. It's a constant fight, and it's not something that you can choose. It's something that you have to learn how to live with. Right. That's why when I hear these stories about this shooter being gay and having, I guess, issues with his identity and it being hard for him, I don't give a fuck and I don't want to hear that shit because... I know what it means to have to fight through that and figure it out. Right. Okay? Without doing something heinous and crazy like he did. To act out. I don't care. I don't feel any sympathy for him. I don't give a fuck about his process, where he was at, mm -hmm. what he was doing, because I had to fight through it. Okay? And it's extremely disrespectful for him to do something like this, as disgusting and vile and literally horrific as this because he couldn't handle his shit. Right. That's not cool. Okay? Number two, now we have to deal with grief and death. The reason that death is so fucked up for us in the human experience is because it's final. Our lives are completely built around two things, either faith or hope. 
okay? When somebody dies, you feel literally hopeless because there's nothing you can do. You Absolutely. can't go back to fix anything that you might. You can't go right any wrongs. You can't check. You can't, you can't care for. You can't nurture a person. You literally have no options. You're powerless. Mm -hmm. And that sting, that change, the, 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 that being just so final is what makes death so hard. And you literally have to relearn everything about your life that was related to that person. So when you think about that, and when you think about how it felt for you to grieve like that, now let's magnify that times at least 50. And then let's magnify at times all the people in each one of those 50 people's lives who are immediately impacted by this shit. Right. And even the survivors that have the images replaying on their minds, like when they were telling the stories. Horrific scenes. Things you wouldn't even think about. Man. So the, this is huge. And it plays into a lot of problems that we have in the world today. And I just, right. <clears throat> I can't, like, what else? After something like this happening, like, I just have no patience, no room for any type of ignorance when it comes to the gay shit whatsoever. I don't. I'm sorry. This has, this has made a lot of people have to think about and compute the gay experience that normally would not have. Because right. it's on such a large platform. And it's so visible. So after this, if you still don't get it and if you still don't know how to manage your shit and be a normal person and be, be loving and considerate and shit, and no one's asking for pity, no one's asking for acceptance, I don't give a fuck how you feel about anything, to be honest, but you need to respect everybody. Period. And after this, if you don't get it, then it's time to go in and fight. Like, that's it. It's no options. It's no excuses. It's no nothing. So this is just terrible. And I'm so sorry to everybody that, that is immediately impacted by this. My personal friends have lost their personal friends. Same here. It's been a huge <clears throat> loss. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I don't know what, I don't know. There's nothing that anybody can do. So. Yeah, and even watching the news and hearing the, you know, the recounts of the different experiences and what people were going through and different sides of Pulse. Just, I couldn't even imagine not just going through it, but having to replay that on your mind for right. however long it takes for you to... I don't even think that's something you ever really let go of. No. You just learn to cope, like you said. But I think, I guess for me, the reason I was trying to understand the killer is mm -hmm. because while we have to deal with the grief of the families, I also think it's important to get to the root mm -hmm. so right. that it can be right. something that's avoided and it's something that doesn't continue to happen because right. there are a lot of really troubled people with access to these guns, with mm -hmm. access to these spaces. I mean, from what I read, that was the second, not mass killing, but the second just in, like, Orlando that weekend. Yeah. Apparently something yeah. else had happened. Yep. The uh, night before, literally. The night before, right? Uh, was it from The Voice? Yeah, a young lady. A, contestant, a singer, a contestant on The Voice. And let's Google her name right now so we can right. be respectful. Right, Christina Grimmie. Okay, yep. Christina Grimmie. Right. She right. was so doing a meet And that is scary, you know, just because she's just an artist. It was her meet and greet. So I heard she was, like, welcoming and warm. And was like, you know, had her arms out to the guy, like, hey. Right, because he's a fan. There's no reason to fear that ever. This is so scary, y'all. Right. So that's why I'm always trying to think of the people that commit the crimes, because I'm like, what took you to this point? 
Because I understand that we are all going through some shit. Everyone right. is. We say it all the time. Every single person is going through some yep. shit. I don't think there are any exceptions in my right. life that I can think of. <laughs> Literally. So for you to get to that point where it spills over so much that you just have to harm other people for it because you're so angry, like, that's why I'm like this all the topics we've covered it always comes down to communication absolutely and not having an outlet not being able to even process the things that are troubling you you know and i i wish that we could figure out i know we're all mad at him obviously this what he did and then now stories coming out about his wife knowing oh about God. it oh, yeah man, like i smell a rat too i'm just i'm sorry i yeah. do i don't know like I, I just think that she was involved more than she's telling us, and I think that her ass has gotten scared. Mm -hmm. Of course, as the, as the absolutely. Could. And knowing that jail time yep. is a possibility for her, I think she. I think that the story that she has come forth with is a lie. I think it's a very weak lie, actually. And I think that she was with it. There's been rumors that there was another shooter. It's all kinds of stories yeah, flying saying around. Someone was holding the all door. All kinds of stories flying around, and then here this bitch comes out the woodwork. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh well, I actually drove him there. But I tried to talk him out of it, and I'm sorry. What? Right. There's so much blood on her hands, yo. Like, she don't even realize. So. And even that mentality. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, like a lot of troubled people out here. And I'm just like, how, like, what do we do to get people to sit their asses down and and work things out? People. Like Dustin said, what is, like, why can't you just sit and work whatever it is you're dealing with out? All of these distractions. That's some people, I was actually having this conversation with Samir, our engineer, before we started the show. Shout out to Samir. Samir, right? Yo. We love him. I was telling him that's why I am so dead set on mental health as mm -hmm. my platform. And it's killer for me because yes i'd love to do fashion and beauty because i'll be paid just like my peers are but there are conversations that need to be had absolutely and i and even though you know i miss out on a lot and it becomes a very limited um branding that you could do but i think i'll be that you know because it's like people need to have these start, conversations start somewhere and that's the that's that's what i wish people would see more of we're starting we somewhere safe spaces exactly this is a space for us to come in and talk and open some open some conversations up sorry that we can't do as much as we would like to do in the time that we do it but at least that you have you know that there's a place where people are starting to talk about things and you want to take something and run with it run with it on your own time but find something that you want to do and talk about and talk about it. Talk to someone about it. Do something about it. This show, that's why I love doing the show. Because, friend, you you do some things and I'm sitting at home and I'm like, all right, let me just think about this. <laughs> you know, or I'm like, let me put my dusting shoes on and ignore the fuck my out of this. Shoes. You know, on, on a petty note, you know. I'm, it, I'm more than on a petty note. You, are, you absolutely. Know. I mean, and friend is more than health and wellness. I'm but, talking about me. <laughs> I'm much more than on a petty note. I ain't trying to be petty, but I want that to be said and known. Thank no, you. No, we know. All right. Well, now I forgot my point. <laughs> no. No, but I, here's my question for you guys. What are some processes that you do for yourself? And be honest if you don't have one or if you're <laughs> figuring it out. But what's some advice to someone listening that is boiling up right now with their own things and maybe considering taking out on people? And not even on a grand scale, like 
terrorism or anything, but if you people feel like take you're about it to curse out. Your boss out. No, people take <laughs> it out on each other on a daily basis in relationships, just on the street. How many people have you seen? I always call it with their muck faces on the train, where they look like hatred. You know, they're just so angry, and I always want to be like, "Wow, man, I wish I could hug them and get them out of that space." You know, but what processes do you have, not only for grief? but also for when you know you're in a badass headspace that's going to affect the people around you? Um, well, outside of advice, um, for, for me, I'm a substance abuser. Right. <laughs> uh, mostly of the, well, it's weed, honestly. Like, as of right now, I just need to be high as hell and disconnected as possible. Now, um, that's within reason, you know, until I feel like I've lost myself, you know, and I don't think I've reached a point to where I feel like I'm, all right, you're losing it. But I do try to take every opportunity to say, are you okay right now? And when I feel like I'm not at that point, then I need to figure out what I feel like the next steps are going to be to get myself back to okay. And when, normally when I'm not, like, I don't feel like I can get back to okay. Because when people say, are you okay? And I'll say yes. If I say no, but such and such, like, I'm going to get back on that track. But if I ever say uh, yes, and I don't think I'm coming back from it. Like, that's when I know, because I'm just very black and white about certain things um, to myself. Like, when I feel like I can flip that switch, I can flip it. But outside of that, I just, like, really f try to keep myself busy and, and stay away from the thoughts that... Um, I don't know it's that if I don't want to deal with the thoughts or if it's just that too much or what, but it's it's literally just I have to cope the best way I can by getting as far away from, from it as possible. And so I, escapism is still yeah, absolutely. I, a huge I'm a part runner. of your process. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about you, Sir Dustin? I, for me, I, I think about, I try to think long term and about like the fundamental parts of every situation, the circumstance that I'm in, right? So when I'm challenged and I feel like I'm not myself, and I feel like I'm not happy, I start thinking about things that will eventually make me happy and, and where I'm at in my process to get there or how to start to get there. I'm also very, very grateful for my relationship with my brother and my sister because I can be completely honest with them and I can be just, just open enough to where <clears throat> sometimes you literally just need to vent. You know what I'm saying? You right. just need somebody to listen. And it's not easy because the things that usually would bother you to, and get you to that point, you really don't want everybody to know about. Right. So I'm grateful for that. And I'm, I, I am very absolute in my thoughts. And so I just think about what it is and I accept it and then just figure it out. I've talked before about how I have that fight or flight instinct shit. And mm -hmm. I just, so, so I, I'm, I'm just not, I don't like to just wallow and stay in one space. I don't like how this feels, so what am I going to do to get up out of this shit? And that's how my process works. Makes sense. And hoes. And hoes. And sneakers and shit and, you know, sweats. Things that make me happy. A little bit of yeah. escapism. food. You know what I'm saying? That's a big deal. Yeah. You know? And socialization. I love going for a drink. You know? I love the parks in New York City. Right. I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> and you. Getting to know you. <laughs> Getting to know all about you. <laughs> getting to like you. Getting to help you like me. Do the Jennifer Hudson version. Putting it my way, but nicely. You are free. Sorry. Y'all missing the leg the kicks over here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my my process. I'm like, how do I segue into mine? <laughs> I, I couldn't help you. Thank you. That's what the kicks was for. Right? Yeah. Um, my process. I am an only child. 
So I I think it's awesome that you have the Dustin has siblings that he can talk to like that. I don't have siblings I can talk to like that. Um, also, with my mom, as close as we are, I have always been the type, I think because I'm an only child and she's a single mom, never wanted to vent to her mm-hmm. just because I feel like single moms are already so burdened mm-hmm. as it is right. with their day-to-day just trying to stay afloat for us that I always kind of took it upon myself to just internalize and try to, like, fix it on my own. Didn't always work, but I think now that I'm older, what helps me a lot is because I am someone that doesn't talk to people about my issues, I'll sit with myself and literally, I always say it, have a conversation with myself about it. Like, I'll ask myself all the questions. Like, what are you feeling? Why are you feeling that way? Where is it coming from? You know, and really ask myself, does it make sense? Are you tripping? You know, is it a trigger from something else? Mm -hmm. Did this person even really mean that? Is it how you took it? Are you seeing it that way? Because, you know, life is not necessarily... You don't necessarily see life as it is. You see life as you are. Right. That's something that I've learned the older I've gotten. So a lot of the times things can be misinterpreted based on your headspace, mm-hmm. your current headspace. So just those daily check-ins, um, not waiting till things are bad. You know, literally daily check-ins, asking yourself these questions. For me, I usually do it in the morning when I wake up. You know, I like to kind of set the tone. And ask myself those questions to see how I'm feeling. So that is part of my process. You know, obviously meditating. The biggest thing for me, because I'm someone that I do wallow a lot. Like when I'm going through something, I'll sit in it. Yeah. You know, and I'll, I think it helps though for a little bit to be like, okay, I'm in a shitty space or I'm heartbroken, I'm grieving. Accept it, say it out loud, give yourself the time and permission. To be in that space and not feel bad that you're in that space. There's nothing wrong with that space. A lot of people, you know, come in and out of it, accept it, kind of sit in the pain. And I know that's the hardest to deal with. That's why we run towards escapism like drugs and shows and apps and parties and sex. But the only way to get through it is to actually... I feel better already. (laughs) (laughs) The only way to get through it, though, is to actually sit in it. Mm-hmm. Anything else is just gonna prolong it. So now I sit in it. Like I'll like if I'm dealing with a breakup or whatever, I'll say, "Friend, you are brokenhearted right now, and it sucks. And you're gonna have to deal with this pain for as long as it takes. And if that means being in bed, then that means being in bed. If that means not being on the internet as much, then that means not being on the internet as much. Mm. You know, which actually I think helps a lot. I think there absolutely has to be something is to be said about people that ha- have internalized and had to learn how to, like, um, bring that out. Because as you say that, I'm thinking, I think that's how my process was, too. I internalized a lot when I was younger. Right. And then as I got older, I had to really, like, figure shit out for myself. And it wasn't like, healthy. R- absolutely. Yeah. And so I think that now looking back, like, that's what I have to do more of. Like, when I'm checking off those checklists, and I almost felt like I missed that step when I was younger, because those checklists kind of would have just been part of my everyday, you know, outside the other shit anyway. Yeah, and I tell you guys all the time, that's why I, when I have my kidney problems, like, I know for a fact that it had to do with how much I had internalized my whole life. Mm. It's going to come out somewhere. So it's going to fuck up my kidneys? I mean, it's going to come out somewhere. Whether it's physically, mentally, it's <coughs> going to come out somewhere. You can even be constipated. 
You know what though? You and it won't it come all out somewhere. <laughs> same thing. It yeah. all manifests, even in the smallest of ways and the biggest of ways. You're gonna see it, whether it's in your skin, yep. your mood, your space. Like it's, it has to spill out somewhere. That's what people don't understand. These feelings oh don't God. just sit. So then it is true. What? God don't like ugly. <laughs> so if it has to spill out in your skin and shit like that, so when people real ugly with bad, you know, bad attitude, mean, evil ass, eviline ass, ugly fist face, all oh, you know, what I'm Leave saying? It to Dustin. you know who they are. So it's true. <laughs> it, that's how it came out of them. That evil ass is so I can see it all over your face. You are so mean. <laughs> it's written. No, but honestly though, like mm-hmm. it's gonna come out. So. That's why to avoid having these meltdowns where you end up taking it out on someone else or these meltdowns where you end up getting in your own way on a day to day where you can't perform to your be- to the best of your ability because you're so affected mentally. Okay. And, you know, so when you don't want to get to that point, which is why I think I know it gets tiring with the whole meditation talk and checking in and journals and all these things. But honestly, these processes might not connect with you or resonate now, which I understand. I had a time where I was like, I'm cool. I'm not right. meditating. Like, okay, it just wasn't back for to me. The housewives. Bye, yeah, girl. right? I had, that's when I was watching TV and doing things that at the time felt comfortable. And honestly, it's whatever works for you in the moment. Right. But you'll find as you get older, hopefully, that what works for you will be going inward more because that is actually what gets to the root of the problem, which I feel people are so afraid to do and then they wonder why they're sad for such a long time because mm-hmm. you didn't actually do anything about it you just covered it with a band-aid so wonder why they call you bitch like tupac said <laughs> same thing tupac man his he, he was so ahead of his time <laughs> only dustin he was because that's that song was about man all evil ass mean ass people but there are a lot of like I'm when I take the train or even just walking in New York because we're so packed. You mm-hmm. see, you can feel the tension mm-hmm. and the anger and the sadness. Let always. me tell y'all what happened to me on the train the other day. Oh Lord! I can't believe I haven't told y'all this. Oh Lord! So this lady, I was on the train right, and it was super packed. It was like rush hour. This lady, like I had my backpack on on my back, I couldn't take it down because the the guy that was sitting in front of me, he had his like computer bag and briefcase on this floor, and you know, so you couldn't put it down. Yeah, we were like packed like that. So I guess as the seventh, as the train was uh, moving side to side or whatever, my backpack was hitting her, right? And I was holding on to the thing, and I apologized, like, the first time or whatever, you know, and then when it happened again, I was like, I'm so sorry and shit. And she, like, rolled her eyes and jerked her neck. And so I was like, okay, so I'm just not going to apologize anymore. Like, it's just going to happen, you know, whatever, right? So we get off of the train, and it's all that, like, that rush going up the steps, and she comes and, like, wedges, tries to, like, wedge in front of me. It was the funniest thing. Because <laughs> I couldn't believe she was, like, going this hard, like, to get, you know, me and shit. Getting you back. So she, right. So, <laughs> look, so she tries to, like, wedge, like, in front of me and shit. So clearly I'm like, okay, yeah, right. So I stiffened my forearm up, right? And I blocked her fucking ass and she couldn't get in front of me. So then she, like, called me a bastard and, like, pushed my back a little bit, right? So I was like, okay, let me go ahead and handle this. So I turned around. We were walking up the steps. Lord. Oh, my so God. She, met, she don't know who <laughs> Look, she was messing so with I, on So the I turned around. I said, I said, and I made sure I kept my voice low, but it was like I was in her face because she was literally right behind me and we was packed. And so she called me a bastard and, like, pushed my back. And so I turned around. I was like, is this your first time riding the train? Ooh. 
I was like, is this your first time riding the train? Real. And she's like, yes, it is. I was like, okay, because I figured like that. I was like, she's like, and you're fucking pushing me. I said, I wasn't pushing you. I said, we're on a train and it's millions of people. We're in New York City. This is what the train is like. I said, you're a woman and I'm a man. I wasn't pushing you. I said, if I was pushing you, you wouldn't be standing up talking to me right now. That's why I won't push you. Understand? Oh, my God. All this on the train. So then she, so when that, mind you, this is on the steps because it was the long steps, so she didn't have no choice. So then once we get to the top <laughs> of the steps, of course, as she has the opportunity to break off, you know, and we wishbone, then she wishbone. goes one way, I go the other. Of course, she's throwing up her middle finger. I'm all kind of thugs and shit, whatever. But I kept my voice low. I didn't raise my voice to her, and I didn't cuss one time. And everybody that was standing around was like, she was such a fucking bitch. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I would ask her good. that, too. Is it your first time? Is this, it's that was a good time. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm like, is this your first time on the train? <laughs> and this is so calm. You right. Even... Sorry, but that was what I had. I thought about that. <laughs> right. I always enthusiastically ask people that. Is it your first day? Your first day. <laughs> Shit. People be acting like they brand fucking new. Right. And they're like, why would you do that to me? Why would you do that to me? Like I'm not people even fucking with angry. you. People just be angry. Like I've there's so many people that I've you you know accidentally nudge or touch or Come and on. they get so angry. I'm like, okay, this has nothing to do with this. My moment. favorite is when people bump into you and look at you like you're crazy. It's like you fucking leaned on. You stepped on my shit and you just like. <sighs> it's like this is New York fucking city. You but need to straighten it's, it's that not shit even, up. But the thing is, it has nothing to do with the bump. That's nothing ever right, that's right. the crazy that's the part about it that gets so frustrating and that it ties back to the theme of the show it's like people just don't have an outlet and then it spills over into the littlest even microaggressions they got to figure it out because this ain't where you want your spillage okay. and the thing is you never you know. know who you're gonna run up on or say something that is ain't having a good right. day either you exactly. know and then it's just a battle of who's gonna have a worse day exactly. and what i can't understand like what's most confusing for me right anything i've ever went you know anything that that's ever been difficult for me to go through i've always gone the extra mile to make sure that when i have an opportunity to change what somebody else's experience is like in that setting i do so i never understood why when people are having bad days and shit like that you go out and you fuck with other people when i have bad days and shit like that i'll get pleasure out of like doing something to make somebody else's day a little bit easier and actually you know, that's a, that's a really important trick too that i read and i wish i remember which old show book it was but mm-hmm. he said that he was like if you are feeling was it the cre- i don't think it, it, was it might that not one. have been but i read it somewhere too right. that's why i do that and it's something ahead. that he says so it's interesting you would say that he says on the days that you're feeling bad do something good for someone else for real and that let me tell you it yeah. Works every time. Like, even today, I was having a pretty weird morning, wasn't feeling the greatest. You look good. Thanks, I try. And <laughs> did, did you see the nails today? Oh, gosh. And is this... that a stone? We're going to start getting a, <laughs> we gonna get a nail cam. What, what color is that, friend? Oh, my God. We should start know. doing it's nail like cam a, for Fran. I don't know. It's just a green. Hey, friend. Hey. <laughs> nail cam. But this lady dropped, like, a bunch of stuff on the floor. And she was older, so I could, she had just sat down to kind of, like, relax on the steps over here. Here, right by Wall Street, and she sat and she sat down and dropped a bunch of stuff oh, on the floor. Damn. So in my mind, I was like, "That sucks," because she just sat down and relaxed. Right. Probably got off of a long ass day of work, and then now she had to get up and drag all the stuff. So I literally got on the floor and just put all the stuff back in her bag and handed it to her. And I was just like, "You're good." Yes, <laughs> she friend. and that's so small, but 
to me, like me having an off day, I would have just walked past her and been like, you know, tough luck. But I felt in that moment, let me help someone else have like an easier day just because exactly. I am not having an easy it's... day. And if I can extend that energy to someone else, you know, hopefully it'll create a boomerang effect. And she'll be like, that was nice. And then do something nice for someone else. And imagine if everyone was like that all exactly. day long, just like, let me do something nice. Like, that's how you change energy out here and i wish more people would kind of stick to that process and that's actually a really great trick Mm -hmm. it helps me every time thank you friend i've always been good at turning tricks (laughs) 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 thanks friend (laughs) do you have any takeaways that you want to give the people before we move on to our wellness segment like a takeout menu that you can order from when you're feeling really sad and you want to stock up on a lot of Chinese food because I know where I'm going to eat tonight. I mean, that's a process too, <laughs> but... <laughs> you know, I like that escapism stuff. Um, I really don't have any takeaways. I'm so sorry. Because you're still processing I'm yourself. I'm still processing myself. Yeah, I um, get it. I really want to run and hide right now. Uh, it, it's a blessing to be able to do the show. Um, one of the things that I will say is whenever I am feeling like this, I do try to when I want to think about a lot of, like, really, really good shit, like, right now I'm trying to remember that I told y'all last week when y'all were going to hear the episode that I was going to have been blessed by Beyonce. And we come to you this week, we have all been blessed by Beyonce. So I wanted to um, take a a moment for this takeaway to give thanks to Beyonce for reminding me to keep going. And And I know that sounds ridiculous as fuck to somebody, and I don't give a shit, but Beyonce, the thought of right now in this moment... It's telling me to keep going. And that's what I'm keeping my mind on today. Today, I keep my mind on Beyonce. If it pushes you, then that's all that matters. Okay. Any takeaways? Yes. I just want to say that I'm really sorry that everything that has happened has happened and that nobody has any answers. Nobody has anything to say to help people feel better or anything like that. Your best bet is just to figure out how to, like, relearn your life. Just Mm -hmm. relearn how to exist um, in the absence of whatever is missing and figure out a way to show some honor to whatever is missing. Find something small, one of their favorite things, or um, just a way, some kind of tradition. You can start something annual maybe, whatever, just a way to honor them. And you think about all the good times, the special times that you had with that person, looking them in their eyes and, like, laughing for real. You think about all those joyous times and just hold on to that. And when you're feeling sad, just think about those moments and try to keep going because when someone is close to you, they want what's best for you. And that person will want you to be happy and successful and moving forward. And so just let that be your inspiration. And that is really the only thing that I can say to to help you have a little bit easier of a time grieving. So Agreed. What about you, friend? Um, I, I guess my take it would be Energy never dies. So I know while in the physical you feel a loss because these people are people you are seeing, feeling, experiencing, and it's hard to separate that. But one thing with every person that I've lost, and I've lost so many at this point, that it's 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 becoming an art to not be a numb person. Mm, mm, mm. You know, that to me has actually been the biggest challenge to take each hit and accept it. And what I've learned, every hit has also transformed me, which is what I know that energy does not die. Mm. It just hits you 
and the person actually becomes a part of your evolution and your progression and your consciousness and understanding why you're here, what you're doing here. So every loss is actually, I won't say it's a gain because that takes away from how deep the impact is, but every loss is really just transformation. And it's all how you see it. It's all how you use it. Like Dustin said, the people you've lost, hold them high in your thoughts, wish them well on their next journey, and use the energy to remind you why you're here and the things that you have to get done. And just be good to people. Every mental break I've had that is that has felt like rock bottom, it's like making my eyes water, has just made me be a better person. You are. So I'm always in this space of, like, sober mind. That's when people are like, oh, you're so, you know, uh, this whole compassion thing. It's you have to break enough times mm. to become this person, you know. And so it's it can actually help you in a lot of ways. That's real. Yep. And so use it that way. Use it to, to better yourself and, and be kinder. Yep. And and that, to me, is the best way to honor people who have passed. Yep. Yes. Well, you're right, friend. Right? You're always right, friend. <laughs> you're right again, goddammit. You know, and you know, <laughs> like a turn this way, you're right. <laughs> look, speaking of turn that way, you're right. On look, the second to last episode of Chasing Destiny, Frank Gaston was on there. He was like, use it. He was like, use it, use it. And I thought that that was really, really important because uh, the young lady, um, she talked about losing her mom and how hard and it was. he's like, use the pain. Yeah. It's true. It's so true. It's, it's so true. true. And and you're absolutely right about the energy never really dying. Or, well, it never doesn't. dying. I, I thought about NERD, so I said, no one ever really dies. She believed that. <laughs> and that's no, I really believe that. True. I think that's why. Because I've gotten better with every loss. Absolutely. So that tells me something about energy and where it goes. It's Tell just me a matter about of you. It's, <laughs> it's just a matter of what you do with the energy. It's just like how you turn your mood around by doing good things for other people. Even though you feel that bad seed inside yourself sprouting, when you putting out that positivity, it's coming back to you every time you feel a negative. That's why I try to be as positive as I can. Like I try to tell black people all day long, like smile, like it's gonna get easy, stuff like that. And so when people see me, when I was in San Francisco. So many people had light words for me. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't even on the sense of, we hear you on this podcast, da, da, da. It was just like, you know, you put out these positive morsels. You, Fran, Dustin, you're all doing great things. Like, as black affluent people, like, everybody, like, got that. And I thought that, that was so powerful. Like, we're out here trying to do something positive, and people see that. And they, it's not a buy-in. Like, it's the it, it's the end. Like, we're it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I love that. I love to be known for energy. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is the greatest compliment. And that's why you're putting out the good energy all the time. Right? It's all we can do. So, sorry that this, especially for those of you that are listening to this on your commute to work, it's a little heavy. Okay. But I do think sometimes heaviness is important because we run from it a lot. And sometimes you just have to face it. And there's hope here, right? Because yeah. that's the point of all this is for everything to be a little bit better. And they and were so all going through it. That's the hope. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is that that's, this is not, even though this is heavy and it's, it's something that's hard to listen to maybe, it's necessary because it's going to get us to be better. We're going we're gonna to end up feeling better. So we have something to hope for and to look forward to. So just kind of stay your mind on that, you know. And shout out to this week's homework, which is coming from the legendary Lewis York Camp. The Weirdo uh, Workshop. Come on, come on. One give time it to him. from Masha, Catch a Feeling. Now, I uh, love this song. It always makes me feel better when I'm at her shows and shit. 
And I'd be, you know, feeling a little emotional. Is you it know. out yet? Well, it's on YouTube and okay, shit. Okay, good. So, you know, you <laughs> can like find quick. it. Okay, well, look but it like, up on you know, YouTube. I just think it's it makes me feel good. Song. Look it up. Catch a feeling by Masha. She says to catch a feeling because it's the only reason what, friend? We're alive. That we're alive, That's right. right? So, shout out to Masha with her fine ass. I love Masha. <laughs> shout out to Masha. My little baby. Installment of the Weirdo Workshop. Right? So... Okay, let's move on. Oh, I think this is a good, to say No, I was just going to say, I think that this is a good place to take a break and hear from some sponsors. So, of course, you guys know I had to be the one to bring you the healthy ad today. So we'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor here at the Friend Zone called Home Chef. With Home Chef, you get all the fresh ingredients you need, plus instructions to cook restaurant-grade meals in under 30 minutes. You know we love that. And it's delivered straight to your door weekly. Home Chef's professionally designed restaurant qualities include tons of amazing recipes, everything from Brussels sprouts and apples to creamy potatoes and green beans. They even have Parisian bistro steak for you meat eaters. So the recipe cards with step-by-step instructions make cooking accessible and help you learn new and fun techniques. And for those of you who are eating clean and healthy, Home Chef has your back too. They've got nutrient-dense, perfectly portioned meals tailored to your unique dietary needs. There's gluten-free, vegetarian, low-calorie, low-carb, everything for everyone. So no more waiting in line at the grocery store, planning out what to cook, or even doing the New York special of ordering takeout. And at under $10 a meal, Home Chef is so much more affordable than the grocery store. So if you're interested, go to homechef.com forward slash friendzone and use code friendzone at checkout to get $30 off of your first order. So rediscover home cooking with Home Chef. All right, y'all. Today's episode of The Friend Zone, once again, is brought to you by the Uber Geek subscription box service, Loot Crate. Once a month, you can receive epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear delivered right to your door. There's new items every month, and the items in the box are curated around that theme. Previous months have included themes from franchises like Star Wars, Marvel, The Walking Dead, The Legend of Zelda, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, and so much more. Now, pop culture is full of brave new worlds and societies in flux that don't always turn out for the best. Loot Crate's June theme will be exploring some of the ways that things can go wrong with Dystopia. Featuring classics like Robocop, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Andy Matrix, as well as favorites like Bioshock Infinite and Fallout 4, as well as Nini Leak's feet. We have a cool figure dub collectibles and a dystopian tea and the monthly loot pin. Head to lootcrate.com slash friendzone and use promo code friendzone to save $3 on any new subscription. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive this month's crate. If you missed that cutoff, you missed out. That's it. So make sure you order your crate by June 19th to get the dystopia crate. So again, go to www.lootcrate.com. Use promo code friendzone and you can get $3 <laughs> off any new loot crate subscription. Get your geek on with loot crate and let them know we sent you. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so for this week's wellness segment, um, in honor of us doing some internal work, you guys know I'm going to have to take it back to the journal. Sorry if you hate it, but that's just what we're doing today. Well, before you pull out your journal, if you made it this far in the episode and you're listening on SoundCloud, go on ahead and comment at the bottom. We made it. (laughs) We made it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now pull out your journal. Fran, tell them what to do with their journals. Right. So I was having a conversation with my really, really great friend, Hazna. She goes by that girl, Haz, on Twitter. A lot of you that are in, I'd say, spiritual Twitter are familiar with her. (laughs) Because she's definitely, you know that exists. Come on. She definitely, she has a... Organ and tambourine Twitter. (laughs) 
<laughs> she definitely has a really cool space on Twitter. Um, she helps support a lot of people. She's just amazing. We've been friends for a long time. So we were having a conversation because we have our retreat together in August. Yes. And we were trying to set up the different workshops that we're going to put out there and just trying to create intention for the energy we're trying to we're hoping um, for everyone to leave with after mm. the retreat so in having that conversation we got into the heaviness that people feel with grief and this need to escape it and this doesn't even have just to do with death but just any kind of grief any kind of loss relationships connections just life in general your dreams so many different elements that you're affected by on a daily basis so she gave me a really cool idea that I loved. It just felt so good. We've talked mm. heavily on this show about how you can chemically alter your mind and your brain with your negative thoughts, with negative talk. Remember we did the 30-day challenge of trying not to be negative, not be shady, yeah, don't be disrespectful. Y'all. Uh-huh. <laughs> I made it. I made it. <laughs> People were like, Fran, burn Dustin's rubber band. <laughs> I kept getting those tweets. Um, but, you know, we got into the amygdala and really, like, deep science, especially when we're talking about passion flower. And you really... sound like you're talking real dirty to me. <laughs> we got into the amygdala. Right, and just the different you parts of the brain wrong. that do get altered with all of this heaviness and grief, which is another reason you have to confront it because it does chemically alter your brain, induces depression, and a lot of other mental ailments. So in order to help you get through those processes one of the tricks that she gave me was the idea of sitting down most people journal what they've been through right they'll journal through all the darkness that has happened all the toxicity they'll write all the sad stuff so she said one thing to do is to picture your life as a timeline right picture it as a movie so you've already been through this side right from today, starting from today to when you started, when you came into the world, you already know what you've been through, the cards you've been dealt. You've already probably written them down, thought about them. They've been on your mind already. So why not from today on rewrite your life? I know that's right. Like literally rewrite it and say, yes, this has happened, but now I'm taking control of where this is going. Okay. Because this is not the life. The switch has been flipped. Right? This is actually not the life that I came here to live. So I'm going to do something about it. And it's going to start with me writing down exactly what it's going to look like. And so she was like, write down everything. Every detail. Even down to the things that might embarrass you. Like what, you know, your... Like my partner? Your kitchen backsplash is going to look like like everything and how much like, money that will happen in the bank account all of that literally every single detail because you know what that does it gives you a rush of possibility mm. and that rush of possibility is what gives you that high energy in your brain that doesn't allow it to be negatively chemically altered and imagine if you learn to give yourself that high on a regular basis hope right so through designing this life, it's giving you something to do and it's giving you instruction. You're creating your own blueprint because now you're saying, OK, if I want all this stuff, clearly I see it. It's written. It's done. I just have to go get it and literally start restructuring your day based on what you need to do to go get this life. Because if you are picturing it, if you're thinking of it, that means it exists. 
you wouldn't think of it if it wasn't meant to be yours. Girl, the way you're saying this, I'm about to put my headphones down and walk out and go get into my, like, range right now. Right. Like, that's the way you're talking to and me. And I just love that feeling when she said, just rewrite it. We you caught all, a feeling. I caught, right? <laughs> I'm catching it right that. now. I love that idea of, yes, life has been so shitty, my God. <laughs> like, there's some days where I know all of us sit and think, does God hate me? Like, is this a prank? Like, what is going on? Why is it always so heavy? It's always something. It's, you feel like you can't catch a break. You feel like right when you're finally processing one thing, here comes another. <laughs> Just when you're getting out from the ground from this shake, here's another bigger one that you didn't even expect. It's like you can't breathe a lot of the Man. time. So I know we're all feeling that way. So rewrite some shit. Get your journal out and say, this is the life I was designed to live. I know it. I feel it. And it's about to happen because I said so. And that's it. So that is this week's wellness segment. That's a great one, too. Right? That is. Let's rewrite our lives. Let's be awesome. Let's be happy. Let's be good to each other. And let's just ride this out in a good way. Fine. Right before we get back to the show, we want to go ahead and give another shout-out to Bevel because what would we, we be without Bevel? We're not going to just shout-out the home chef and Luke Crate and forget about Bevel, okay? <laughs> Don't forget we're out here supporting Tristan Walker, who's out here supporting us, because we're trying to support each other so we can move into some better things, okay? All you have to do to get the first month of your Bevel subscription for free is use Friendzone Free at checkout when you log on to GetBevel.com. Shout-out to Tristan Walker for telling us we was getting those Bevel trimmers in the mail. I cannot wait okay. to receive my trimmer. Okay. I want one, too. Oh, yeah, we're supposed to get three. <laughs> okay. Shout-out to Tristan nice Walker. Save. You know that if you want you a trimmer, that you're getting one, okay? <laughs> We've been out here doing, hustling, and he's been out here helping us, so right? help him. Hustle with him, okay? Hustle and flow. There you go. Hustle and flow. All right, we're going to get back to the show. See that rhyme, too? You see what I did there? <laughs> so hopefully that makes you guys feel a little bit better today it did it did right and now for some more feel good let's jump into this bedroom week's... candy no, i'm just playing <laughs> let's jump into this week's icebreaker <laughs> what do you have for us or something um well before we get into the icebreaker i just wanted to take a moment to tell you all that if you are supporting the friend zone and you want to just give the link out to your friends don't forget that we have this really cool short iTunes link. It's literally iTunes.com slash friendzone. Uh, share it nice. with your, if you're listening on SoundCloud and you just decide, oh, you know what, maybe I should just start doing this on the podcast app on my phone. Don't forget to use that link. You can do it from your mobile phone. It'll take it to the app and find it. Your mama could do it. Anybody can do it. Don't forget to do that. And, 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 and. We're now D, on Spotify. We are now on Spotify. Okay. <laughs> I've been told it's a trial run, so y'all better listen to us on Spotify Uh-oh. so they'll keep you us going. Fire your spots. <laughs> okay. So if you're paying for that Spotify subscription, go on ahead and download us and take us offline with you, all right? Um, since we're talking about the podcast, the icebreaker today is, why did you decide to do the podcast? Or why did you decide to start podcasting if it was an interest before? Because I thought it was scary as shit to do a podcast. <laughs> so I knew that that was the next move. Because I don't like a comfortable life. <laughs> so because it was uncomfortable to you, said fine. Completely uncomfortable. And I know that nothing grows in a comfort zone. 
Absolutely. And I was way too comfortable with my YouTube videos that I edit and I decide how I look and I decide how I sound and I, 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 I. Come and on. I was like, okay, what about a long-winded platform where now people are going to know exactly what I think, exactly what I feel. I can't hide behind a three-minute cocoa butter tutorial. Or 140 characters. Or 140 or characters. And now it was like... You're going to either love it or you are going to hate it. <laughs> and I thought it was extremely liberating to just finally be me, fully me. Mm. And that's scary in this day and age. And that's exactly why I did the podcast. And because Dustin and Asante are amazing. And I knew that it would be scary, but also extremely fun. Friend. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Enough tears have been shed today. Right. What about you, Dustin? Well, you know, for me, in my household. No, I'm just playing. I like having an opinion. And mm. I like to have an informed opinion. And I think it's really dope. I'm really in love with the idea of, like, uh, the concept, rather, of sharing ideas. Right. And so I feel like that's a great way to learn. And that's really what this is all about. Um, and so it's fun to me. And it's a good it's a good exercise. I'll be flexing my muscles, baby. It's true. That's right. <laughs> working, my, my, working my thing, you know what I mean? Every time. <laughs> that's how I do it, you know? Well, damn, wrong reference. But, like, yeah. So that's why I did the show. And I'm really happy that I did. Um, this has ignited a passion in me for a lot of other things. True. Um, and it, it's really stimulated me creatively. And I've had so many great ideas that are coming to fruition. And so I thank God for the show yeah mm. yep and i can be booked and sent stuff and shoes and shit <laughs> and all that kind of stuff so you know what i mean right Holes on the road um well i just thought it would be cool to take down another platform okay <laughs> no i'm just kidding because you know we got the twitters the youtubes and all that the and let's go ahead and take over the podcast too no um for me personally i thought that it would be cool because uh <laughs> Initially, it was going to be just bullshitting with fucking Dustin, which is still fun. But at the same time, it's bullshitting with some people that I love and at the same time learning some cool shit, which I didn't expect. Um, initially, it was just to uh, take down another platform. Like, not to say I've owned the previous ones, but I did YouTube for a little bit, so I got to see what that was like. I liked the way that I did videos. I just became uninspired in doing it. Um, I liked the way that um, I did blog talk radio back in the day. You know, just all of these different little things, and it brought me to an interest here. And it's just so Follow cool. All your creative side. Yeah. So it was really cool to see how that played into this. And it really teaches me on a weekly basis what I like and what I don't like. And it's hard because I'm so vulnerable at times. But at the same time, like you said, when you're uncomfortable, you grow. And I grow a lot of the time on this fucking show. It just sucks that people have to see it. Sometimes <laughs> you know they what? see it before I see it. And you know what? That, to me, is what makes it hard. Because you're growing on a public platform. It's it's terrifying because people do expect a weird sense of perfection. Yeah, absolutely. Right? When you're, like, hyper-visible. But what I was saying in hindsight, now that we are, what, in the 44th episode, is that I... Damn, we all! Right? Oh, and you know what? We have surpassed 2 million listens and 10,000 subscribers on SoundCloud. I just have to say that because that's really See. exciting. See, we you know that's that. Thank you for the support. That means thank a lot. That that means that that there are that many like-minded spirits that are really interested in these heavier, more introspective conversations. And what I was gonna say was, in hindsight, now looking at all of these episodes, it's it's been great for me to see my own blind spots and see yeah. the parts where I didn't even realize that I was totally like off with you know. And now listening back. Being like, oh, okay, I can see how that didn't make sense. And it's just helping me kind of 
um, reflect on my own thoughts and how they make sense. It's almost and like how a to journal. Fix them. Yeah, it's like a an audible journal that you kind of get to sit through and look back at the year and review. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, okay, this is how I felt. Interesting, you know, and kind of build off of that. And like we said, it's just a matter of really not only having fun, but growing and becoming way flyer than you were before you even started, which is why sure. you, what every project should be for you. Every project. Every Cabrini project. Green, <laughs> motherfucking, uh, you know, every project. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good icebreaker. Thanks. So a lot now, of people always ask, uh, like, what made why, you guys want to do you a start? show? Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I thought it would be cool to answer on the show. So we, you don't ask us yeah. no? Whoa. <laughs> no, so in asking for a friend news, what do we have today, Asante? Well, I'm so glad that you decided to ask because <laughs> I have an update. Oh. <laughs> we like and that. I'm the G5. It's my idea of an update. Oh, Nicholas Menagerie. <laughs> so he snuck porn on his phone while I was giving him head. Last week? Oh. Asking for a friend. That, that, that's right. That's right. So uh, she finna argue with us. Come right? on. No, 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 no. Uh, so for those of y'all that didn't listen to last week's episode, go listen to us. So you know what we're talking about. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna tell you that because I don't want to go over it. So this person did give us an update, and they said, "Hello, I want to thank you for answering my email. I wholeheartedly appreciate all of the advice, even the light shade. LOL. I needed it. <laughs> you all were very spot on. I do realize I got myself into this situation and should have bailed a while ago." I don't think I was a side chick. If I was, I was unaware. Not saying that it's not possible. I saw him usually once or twice a week for the past two years. See, you might not even know. You, oh, you said I'm not going to give you too much. <laughs> um, so we saw each other very regularly. I definitely went into the situation not wanting more, but I did develop feelings. He was definitely my boyfriend only in my head. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that that happened to you, girl. Um, right. I didn't I only really said it cuz I've been there. <laughs> I didn't really date and I was monogamous with him for the whole time and he said he was only sleeping with me, but who knows? He was only sleeping with me, but who knows? When I wrote the email, it had just happened, so I was filled with all this extra emotion. I definitely did overreact. I've calmed down since then and realized although I did feel disrespected, it's not the end of the, wor- the world. LOL, I do realize I was being very silly in that respect, but it was a fresh wound in my defense. This did, however, highlight that I do have too many feelings for him, and I need to cut it off. That's right. See? See? She got it. She got it. Go on, girl. I know it's hard. It really all boiled down to communication and me feeling more connected to him than he did to me. At this point, I'm just trying to go chalk it up to my feelings getting hurt in a situation I had no business being in. Waiting for him to feel something more was very stupid. I wasn't doing that on purpose, but when I actually look at my actions and feelings, I was basically waiting for him to care about me. Mm. I know it's dumb, and it's a mistake I won't make again. So thank you all so much for your input and kind of smacking some sense into my head. I really love you guys. Oh, you are the shit. <laughs> I'm going to buy her a drink if I ever see her right. anywhere. Right, and don't, and don't be hard on yourself for it. Charge it to your heart. Right. Yeah, girl. And charge it to the game. You, right. you got yeah. caught up in the moment. You, you, you caught a feeling. You caught a feeling. <laughs> and and it took you to a place you thought that he was going to want to go with you, and you was flying solo. Yeah, he didn't go with you. But it's okay, because obviously you're a bad bitch, and you don't got to worry about fucking around with no nigga that's going to watch porn while you doing your bad bitchery, okay? Right. No, be, be proud of yourself for feeling, and pray for him for not. She caught that feeling. Okay. And keep, right? And keep putting out them good vibes. Right? If you know what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> Do we do we want to do a a, a listener letter? Or yeah, a listener letter. Sorry, I thought that I was back on the read. You know, was, <laughs> y'all know I was with them on the road this weekend. Shout out right. to the read. 
a while back on one of your podcasts, I remember talking about about you guys talking about friendships and how you have a friend who has a family now. I think that was you, friend. Mm-hmm. My best friend had a baby and is now in a relationship with the father. He's the complete opposite of what she would usually go for. He's immature and rude. All our lives, we we about to not get pregnant and settle for weak men. We used to talk about the girls who were desperate for men and had the mentality that mentality that any man would do. She's constantly telling me how disrespectful and immature he is, but then she posts pics of him everywhere on her social media pages. And here's the kicker. We plan to go to the Beyonce concert. Here we go. And she ditched me and went with him instead. There we go. I see what's happening. We were supposed to try new things, travel the world together, and make memories. I'm so confused, heartbroken, and pissed at the same time. All my life, I had the same BFF. I never really cared about finding others, slash, or introvert, introvert slash loner. I trusted that we would always be best friends. I don't even know how to make friends. I'm grown. Now I find my bestie living a mediocre life and pretending on Facebook. I hate fake and phony. I know she could be better. I'm starting a business, finishing up in college, and planning to move to New York City. Like we both planned when we were younger. Now I'll be alone. I'm completely obsessing over this. I get depressed every time I see a picture or posts or, or post of any type with him in it. I'm so thrilled. Am I nuts? Help. What would you do? What would you do? Get up on my beat. Stop making tired excuses. What well, would you I definitely do? know the feeling because my best friend, we actually, me and her met in Brazil mm. in high school. Oh, sorry, in college. And that really set the tone for our friendship. We just traveled and just loved meeting up in different countries and it was just sort of our thing and then when I was doing the music thing um she was still trying to figure out you know who she was and what she was but we always made this pack like friend if you make it I'm gonna come with you everywhere and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that and we really just made a pack to always stick together and travel we never really cared about like kids and husbands it just wasn't in our radar it was more so like how could we just like live awesome exciting lives because we had a blast in brazil i mean mm. that was probably the best i can legit say that was the best year of my life to date so so many experiences and to be able to say that and the things that we went through and then she ended up there was a random summer <laughs> she met someone <laughs> and he stole her heart and they had a baby, they got married, she left New York and moved to the West Coast, got it. It just was Damn. so like, whoa, 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 you know, because this is my best friend. So that was, I can totally understand the the weird feeling where you're like, obviously I'm happy for her, you know, that she um, got all these things that, people want and then she wanted and she's happy she's doing her thing i'm so happy for her i love that she's feeling stabilized and reaching all her potential in a lot of different ways but obviously on a selfish note (laughs) it makes me sad because that's my best friend and it makes me sad even on a smaller scale when i think of i used to go to her house and you know you like cuddle up on the couch with your best friend and y'all watch tv and order food and just Mm. those moments that you just feel so safe because it's someone that knows all of you and there's no acting there's no you could tell her anything and you guys know all the same people and the jokes are there and it's just such an easy breezy connection and to not have that all of a sudden because now she lives in san francisco (laughs) it's like very very difficult but 
the only constant in this life is that things will always change. Huh. That's yeah. it. And as long as you can deal with that, you will be okay. Because there's really, sorry to say it, no way around that. True, true. And that's my advice. I ain't got shit to say. I agree with Fran 150%. <laughs> right? Really, yeah. That's just life. I mean, once you have figured that out, because it's really all about breaking down every bone and figure out how to solve all of those problems. And once you just figure out you can do that shit, you can move. Yeah. Any which way you want to move. Things don't always work out. I know it feels like you being broken up with. You it know, does. You, it's you a, have it's a, a morning in, in a weird yeah. way of life how you knew it. You didn't and have that's a always uncomfortable. Exactly. You don't have a say anymore. <laughs> and that sucks, you know. Y'all were supposed to go see Beyonce together. Like, <laughs> that's some bullshit. That sucks you got That's ditched, some though. bullshit. But you still going to, like, well, never mind. Well, you, I mean, <laughs> what were you about to just say? Just go again. Because, like, you still can <laughs> right. have fun. Fuck her. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, it's a Beyonce concert. Like. <laughs> and, be, and be happy that she's happy. And go find you some happy. I, I mean, that's really what I want you to take away from this. She, If she's moving in a direction. Oh, and you know what? I know you said that she. But she said she's not no, happy. I, I was about to say, I know you said that, you know, she's unhappy happy she'll only tell you about the bad parts but maybe that's because when things you sometimes with certain people when things are going good with them in a relationship they're only you know there with that person when things are good and every now and then they need to step out and vent when they're not happy so maybe she's not as unhappy as you think and you might want her to be that unhappy to get her back or maybe she is but either way she's making these decisions for herself and her family to move forward so at this point now you know what time it is let her be yeah let her she's starting the family and stuff you don't want to put all that pressure on her life she gonna get enough pressure. Oh, right. Listen, the most I can do for my best friend is just be her form of escapism mm-hmm. when she mm. needs, you know, um, to laugh about something stupid. Like I'm the one that can provide that for her. When she needs some consciousness, I can provide that for her. Just, you know, fill in the gaps. I think that's the best thing you can do as a friend. Yes. When things have changed, and like Dustin said. Now it's your time to restructure your life without her. Yep. Because that's just the reality of it. Fine. <laughs> so we are about to jump into today's Black Business shout out of the week. And we are going to shout out fitforaqueen.co.uk, which is a company hey. that does frontals and full perimeter frontals and wigs and virgin hair and clippings and coloring all for cancer patients and it's really beautiful because i know especially for women of color who are suffering from cancer the hair that is usually donated is not usually our Mm -hmm. hair type Mm -hmm. you know and i understand that you want to feel comfortable regardless of what ailments you might be trying to go through and process in your life you still want to feel beautiful and comfortable so i think that it's really cool that this black company is creating these natural haired wigs and it's amazing right and it has afros and different textures and curls and even like those marley twists that all the youtubers are doing that they look so cute in with the little cute um uh, lock jewelry on it and the lock so i just think that that's really beautiful because it gives everyone regardless of your hair type regardless of your skin color an opportunity to feel like, like yourself. yourself exactly right so that's a beautiful thing so shout out to fit for a queen you can follow them on twitter at fit underscore for a underscore queen and the website again is at is sorry the website is fit for a queen with two n's dot co dot uk 
definitely show them your love. Donate if you can. I don't know if they accept money or anything, but just, you know, do your research and definitely... They do worldwide shipping too, which I think is awesome. So definitely check them out. It's a really Support beautiful company with beautiful intention, pond. right? So it. that's our Black Business shout out for the week. Do you guys have any church announcements? Black business. Yeah, I th- I'm thinking about getting a. Um, I'm thinking about having Tokyo make me a wig, because you know how everybody Are got like them, yeah, you know how everybody got like them little them two little French braids going to the sides and then going like up into a little bun. Yeah, I want that. So what? I just want to say on the show, like, if y'all see me with that wig <laughs> on, y'all niggas better not laugh. I'm going to laugh my Yo, ass. Gonna be a wig. Yeah, I want to do it. But I just got to research it and all that shit. Because braid wigs are tricky. You, you got to look like Shamar like, Moore and the uh, Tyler uh, Perry. Uh, uh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> hell no. Tyler what? Perry. Tyler I forgot Perry about be that. having them niggas look like they got Coogee sweaters <laughs> on their head. Like, like nah. <laughs> Oh, you know what? My ex, too, had to go through that when he was in beauty shop with his braids. You mm-hmm. remember? <laughs> Braid wigs are tricky, y'all. So, I'm going to get a, um, I think I'm going to go to Tokyo. That's really a, cute. Uh, I'm going to go to Tokyo and give me them two little braids going like this. Oh, my God. Yo, <laughs> I'm dying. I love this. So Please let this be soon. <laughs> Please let announcement. this be soon. I'm gonna give me. I'm gonna get two braids from Tokyo style. <laughs> oh Lord Jesus! What about you, Sante? I don't know what church announcement's gonna beat that one. <laughs> what I you got? I don't have anything that's gonna beat that. Um, I just want to shout out again to friends and family at the Reed. Um, I got to go with them to San Francisco. Yay. Uh, we got to just really parlay and talk, and a lot of people came out to the show were listeners of the Friend Zone. So I wanted to say thank you to all of you folks out there that wanted to take time out to speak to me uh you two were definitely requested and missed um we haven't we haven't started our live circuits yet but just you know keep us in your prayer books right so we can go on here and give you a tour and things like that um that was pretty much it i just want to say thank you for all the love san fran it was beautiful being out in the bay i even made sure i listened to a little keisha cole while i was out there cute (laughs) (laughs) backwards Um, let me see. How sway? No church announcements for me yet. Okay. No, nothing this Were they month. they coming? Right. I love that word yet. 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 There's always a yet. There's always a yet. Right. July and August will probably have some cool stuff, but June, I'm I'm laying it pretty low. You this month. better lay low. Right. But I guess that's it for this week's show. Also, sorry. <laughs> I just want to give a huge shout out to friend of the show. Um. <laughs> Kia, who's a dear friend of ours who suffered a very, very devastating loss. And we just want her to know that she is dearly loved by us here at the Friend Zone. And we are sending her and our family the warmest, biggest, widest hug that we can. So we love you, Kia. We love you. We hope that you guys enjoyed it, that something resonated, something clicked. Most importantly, that it made you feel a little bit better this week because that's always our intention. So we love you guys so much. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Sure, we do. Right? Thank yes. you for listening. Stay, yep. We will see you next week. Stay black, protect your magic. And here's a message from our last sponsor. 
Thanks again to Home Chef for sponsoring this week's episode of The Friend Zone. Yes! Home Chef meal kits are less expensive than shopping the same ingredients at a supermarket. That's right. Each entree comes out to less than $10, so you're saving time and money. Cook dinner in 30 minutes with step-by-step chef-designed recipe cards. Like I said before, visit homechef.com forward slash friendzone and use code friendzone, just the word, at checkout for $30 off. That's homechef.com forward slash friendzone and code friendzone. Rediscover home cooking with Home Chef and let them know the friendzone sent you. And on a petty note, for all you that cannot cook, this is your way out. <laughs> Ain't no reason in so society minutes. for you not to be able to cook for your man, your woman, your man and woman. <laughs> You know, mm. whatever floats your boat, whips your cream, finds your lost remote. There ain't no reason you can't feed it. Mm. So we didn't gave you the tools. Mm. Right. Head on over. Okay? What is it, friend? Homechef.com forward slash. Which way the slash go? Forward. Okay. <laughs> it, it better go forward. Now, forward. Okay? And and enter it, and you get 30 bucks off. That's like on Dreamgirls. 30 bucks each. Sing behind Mr. Jimmy Thunder. So that's right, 30 bucks <laughs> off. That's a lot of money that in groceries. It is, especially yeah. since it's $10 less for meals. So you saving that time and that money, I think that you need to do that. Shout out to Home and Chef. And it's for every diet, so that's check right. it out. A little something for everybody. Right? Let us know what you think if you do. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.